Amen. Well, man, I'm excited about the word today. Are you, are you, did you come expecting this morning? Amen. You know, last week we talked about the Christmas story and we talked about a celebration of his presence, a celebration of his power and a celebration of his goodness. Now I'm going to have you do this with me. If you weren't here last week, you just, you'll catch on. No, no. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. That's his nature. Wow. Now let's do that one more time. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. That's his nature. Amen. Turn to Luke chapter two. And one of the things that we, that I addressed last week is, and I'm continuing in the same attitude in the same vein. And the fact that when we see angels in scripture or we see prophets in scripture, We're seeing those that are speaking and declaring to us the will of God. You know, Psalms 91, uh, and I I don't want to get too far in this because I I know I have another assignment. I might maybe touch on this next week, but it talks about how his angels, he says he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your way, meaning Angels are messengers, and they've been commissioned to, to char- they've been charged, commissioned to keep you in all of your way. All your way there means your journey and your path of life. So these messengers, according to Psalms 91, they are these messengers, they're sent and they're charged, they're commissioned to keep you, say keep you. In all your way. The word keep there means to hedge about. It means to surround. It means to give peace to. Now, I don't have time to say this, but talk, a couple of verses says those that keep their refuge in God, that these are what those, those angels are sent to do. But as we talk about angels and we talk about prophets, their primary purpose is to declare God's will in the earth. They're to reveal God's nature and to reveal his nature and reveal his heart in the earth. So, so with that in mind, let's look at Luke chapter two, Luke chapter two. Verse nine, it says, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you So here, what do angels do? They're messengers sent to keep you in all your way. They're they're sent and they're commissioned to declare God's will in the earth, to declare his heart, declare his nature in the earth. So when you see an angel speaking, it's sent to do something. And so here it says, these angels are said, fear not. Why? I bring you good tidings. I bring you good tidings. You could say they bring some good information. They're, they're bringing something. They're bringing some good news. These are good tidings. The, these are these are um, these are good advertisements. That's, that's what this another word, way this word tidings means. It's advertisements. 
This is a good advertisement. This is, this is good information. Meaning, uh, I'm, 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 uh, you need to, um, it's almost like a commercial. You see a commercial and it's like, you know, I want to buy into that. Why? Because, because I like the information and I like the idea that it has. So that's what this angels are. They're having like, it's all of a sudden like a TV screen and all of a sudden every, all the earth stops and all of a sudden it's time for commercial. And the commercial is, okay, guys, hey, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. So these are good information. This is good advertisement. This is a good announcement for all people. It says, for unto you is born this day, this day, in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So this good information, this good advertisement, this is, for unto you is born this day. See, you get... Get this story off of your mind as just a story. Born unto you this day. See, this was a certain day. This was a real day. It's not a fictitious day. It's not a, something that could have happened. No, this is something that you need to take. If you are a believer in the word of God, then you need to take this as truth. And it's not just some, something that could have happened years ago. See, this story has everything to do with why we're here today, why we're here. We come here Sunday after Sunday. The story is, it's not just, it's just, it could be a good story. No, this is a certain day. Hallelujah. A born this day in the city. It, it was a certain city. It was a real city. It's not a made up city. It's a real city. So like I say, get, don't look at what I'm saying today or a manger up here as the standpoint of, of, well, it's just a good story. No, this story is everything. It was a certain story on a certain day in a real city. And it was the city of David. The city of David. It's a real place that still exists today. Bethlehem. And it says a savior. So what is this good tidings? It's, it's meaning there's something that's taking place today. Something took place today. Unto you is born this day. This, it, it's happened. It's, it's already happened. It, they, they weren't even prophesying. They're declaring what's a fact. This is something that happened today. And it's a savior. He's a savior. Christ the Lord. What is Savior, Christ the Lord? It's talking about the Messiah. Talking about a deliverer, one that would bring comfort. One that would bring comfort. Let's go look at verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Now remember, what are angels doing? They're messengers and they're sent. And they're declaring the will of God. So here, they de- they're declaring the will of God on something. They're declaring for the fact that, hey, glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace. Goodwill towards all men. I said, don't, don't hear what I'm saying today is something you've already heard, okay? Because there, there's something that's going to take place in our hearts this morning as we continue to go forward. Because, because the thing is, is we live in a world where peace is rare. 
And, and, and here, this is, this is the announcement. So when we're hearing this announcement being released from the angel, this is something that God wants you to know that this is his plan for your life. This is his desire for your life. This is what he wants for you. Say, this is what he wants for me. Remember, this is because that's his nature. Wow. This is what he desires for you. But yet, you know, religion would try to try to just say that that maybe God's out to get you or God's out to just put you in your place or God's out to put you down. But here we're hearing the heart of God through the voice of the angels. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards all men. Now, let's go to Micah, Micah, chapter five. Micah chapter five. So we see angels declaring the heart of God. And that heart was peace on earth, goodwill towards all men. Now let's look at Micah chapter five, verse two, Micah five, verse two. It says, but thou Bethlehem Ephrathah. Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth unto me. That is to be a ruler in Israel whose going forth have been from of old and from everlasting. See, Micah's a prophet. And what is Micah prophesying? He's declaring something. He's prophesying about something that would take place in a certain city, the city of David. And it says, but thou Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you, meaning out of this city, out of this city, hallelujah, thank you, Father, shall be a ruler in Israel whose going forth have been from old and everlasting, meaning this one that's going to come out has been from the foundation of the earth. Verse three, therefore, Will he give thee up unto the time and she will travail hath brought forth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel. Now verse four, and he shall stand and feed. Now it's talking about that one that's going to come out of Bethlehem and he shall stand and feed in the strength of the Lord in his, in the majesty for the name of the Lord, his God, and they shall abide for now shall he be great unto the ends of the earth. The Amplified verse four says, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord and in the majesty of the name of the Lord, his God, and they shall dwell. And that word dwell there, there's a connotation, meaning it's a place of safety. Secure for then shall he be great even to the ends of the earth. See, this is the prophesying about not a baby in a manger, but what that baby would come to be, that this very thing would come out of Bethlehem, this certain city at this certain time it would come out. And, and, and he what he's going to do, he, he was going to come out. Why? But yet he was from the beginning, but he's going to come out and he is going to feed the flock of God and they're going to find safety in him. And let's look at verse five. And the King James says, and this man shall be the peace. Amplified says, and this one, this one, this one that will come out of Bethlehem, this one shall be our peace. Let's go to Isaiah chapter nine. 
So remember, angels and prophets, what do they do? They declare God's will for humanity, God's heart for creation. Angels declared peace on earth, goodwill towards all men. We see Micah prophesying that this one that would come out of Bethlehem, he would be a man of peace. Thank you for that one. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Isaiah chapter nine, verse two. It says the people, people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. They shall dwell in the land of the shadow of death and upon them has this light shined. Verse four. For thou has broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder and the rod of his oppressor as in the days of Midian. For every battle warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and a fuel of fire. Verse six. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. So here, the prophets, the angels want us to see something this morning. God wants us to see something this morning. And we wants to see his desire. This Christmas story goes beyond just baby in a manger. But this is not just a celebration of his presence, a celebration of his goodness, of his power. But it's a celebration of peace. It's peace. He's the prince of peace. Say that with me. The prince of peace. Now, one of the definitions for the word prince could be author, distributor. One of the words in the Hebrew for, uh, for prince is a steward. I mean, if you, you are a steward of something, that means you have something or you've been entrusted with something in your possession. And so this peace, this prince of peace. Look at, let's go look at Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1. Hallelujah. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Thank you, Father. Colossians 1, verse 19. It says, For it pleased the Father that in him... In him who? The one that would come out of Bethlehem. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. So... Now, in my Bible, where there's the word having, there's a little word, there's a little letter next to it, and it means making. So you could actually read the scripture like this. And making peace. And making peace. This prince of peace, he is the maker of peace. You know, Romans chapter 5, verse 1, I believe says, Vic says, we've been justified by faith. 
and we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he, he made a way for peace. He's the maker of peace. Let's look at Ephesians chapter two. Thank you, Father. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Thank you, Father. You are so quiet this morning. Verse 14. I'm going to read this in the Passion. You can just watch it on the screen. You can read along with me. It says, our reconciling peace is Jesus. Our reconciling peace is Jesus. He has made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ by dying as our sacrifice. He has broken down every wall of prejudice that separate us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. His triune essence has made peace between us by by starting over, forming one new race of humanity. Jews and non-Jews fused together. Two have now become one and we live restored to God and reconciled in the body of Christ. Through his crucifixion, hatred died for the Messiah has come to preach this sweet message of peace to you. Hallelujah. I love that. For the Messiah has come to preach this sweet message of peace to you. The ones who are distant and to those who are near. And now, because we're united to Christ, we both have equal and direct access in the realm of the Holy Spirit to come before the Father. He preached this sweet message of peace to you. The King James, I believe, says that he preached peace to those that were far away and to those that were near. See, he, he's the maker of peace, but also he's the declarer of peace. He is, he is the one that made peace a, 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 um, he, he made peace a reality where peace was no longer an idea, but he, he, he did was exactly needed so we could experience peace. It's that he preached peace. To those that were far off and those that were near. He preached peace. He preached peace. This was his message. This is what he declared. He, this is what, you know, Jesus was a prophet as well. So, so here, what was he? He was declaring the will of God in the earth. And his desire is that we would know this peace. He preached peace. Now, there's so many directions I could go right now, but, but understanding this, the message he preached was the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's what he preached. And he said, he said he preached peace to those that were near and those that are far away. That, that, that didn't just mean in, in distance that meant in time. This message wasn't just for then, but that also is for all those that would be far away. That same message needs to resonate throughout the body of Christ today that God wants to have peace with you. Jesus provided peace with God. 
And he, this is a message that he preached at the end of Luke chapter four, at the very end, after he talked about what was on him and this, that he would preach the gospel to the poor. You know what? Well, you've heard this said before. What's gospel to a poor person? They, they don't have to be poor anymore. That sounds like peace to me. How about you? It said he, he, that he, he healed a broken hearted. That means, that means you don't have to be broken hearted. If you're broken hearted this morning, realize there is a peace that is available for you. This is what he preached to those that were near and you and I, that would be far away. This is the message of peace. He preached it. And he said at the very end, he goes, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, because that's why I'm sent. Meaning when he said that spirit is on me, why? Because I've came to do all these things, cure, to heal, to open, to set free. That's peace. You know, if you're not in bondage anymore, man, that's peace. So you, 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 you can have all the money in the world, but yet be bound in your mind. Like I said, peace is rare to find in the world we live in. Peace is rare. It's the message he preached. He came and preached peace to those that were far away and to those that were near. Man, he's the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. Oh, just lift your hand. Say, Father, I thank you that you are the prince of peace. I thank you that you are the prince of peace. Father, right now, where any person here or watching by way of Internet, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that the peace of God would invade their very room, would invade their very lives, that from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, I thank you that they would recognize a peace. They would recognize a peace. Hallelujah. You see, that's, this is his desire. He declared it through angels. He declared it through the prophet Micah. He declared it through Isaiah. He declared it through Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, Father. Go to, go to Luke 1. We talked about him a little bit ago about John the Baptist was a prophet. He was a forerunner of Jesus. And he declared, repent for the kingdom of heaven is a hand. Meaning there's a, there's a change. What is, the, what is the kingdom of God? What is it? Romans chapter 14 tells us it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 1, this is John the Baptist's father. Singing a song over his son, prophesying over his son. And I'm not going to take the time to read the whole prophecy that Zechariah prophesies over John the Baptist. But we'll pick it up in verse 76. And thou, child, or you say thou, John the Baptist, and thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. This is what his father's prophesying over. His son, you'll be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. Now, what is he? What, what is this way? 
What is this way that, that you know, because Bethlehem said he was a, he is a, his way shall be a way of peace. He's a man of peace. Talking of Jesus, and it says, what is this? He's going to prepare his way. And what is the result? Verse 77, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of sins. That's number one. And through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to do two things, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into a way of peace. You see, this is what John the Baptist's father is prophesying over him and said, you're going to be a prophet of the highest. And what are you going to do? You're going to give knowledge to them. You're going to give knowledge of the remission of sins. And you're going to prophesy about this, this savior. You're going to prophesy about this Jesus. And what is this Jesus going to do? He's the day spring on high that's going to visit the earth. He's the one that's going to, that's from heaven that's going to manifest in the earth. And when he visits the earth, the earth will never be the same again. And what is that going to happen when he visits the earth? He's going to give light to them that sit in darkness. And he's going to guide our feet into a way of peace. Man, I, I hear the Father's heart. He wants you to know peace this morning. Know peace this morning. He's the maker of peace. He's the preacher of peace. He's the fulfillment of the prophecy that would provide a way for peace. He's the prince of peace. Let's go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Thank you, Father. See, peace is rare. Peace is rare. It's a rare quality. I mean, you may look like you have it all together on the outside. But there's no forfeit for true peace. Could have a great house. May, may look like you have a great marriage. You, but yet, do you have peace? Peace. It's rare. You know, there, I believe I heard one statistic where they said about peace treaties, that every peace treaty that's ever been signed and ratified has been broken. Because you can't have peace apart from the one that preached peace. You know, you can't pick it for peace. You can't riot for peace. You, it's, it, you know, you can, you can say peace, man. You can smoke all the weed you want and you're still not going to have peace. I mean, you, you, can, you can try to smoke peace, snort peace. Sleep around, go from relationship to relationship. But there's peace as a person. He shall be a man of peace. 
He's the Prince of Peace. And, 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 I, and I said that definition in the, in the Hebrew, or the, in the Hebrew, or, or actually in the Greek, is, or in Hebrew is, is, is steward. It's a Prince of Peace. You know, you're like, yeah, it's a ruler. Yes, it's someone in authority. But in that time, a prince was a distributor of something. You know, that's why Joseph, that's why Joseph was considered the prince, the prince of Egypt. Because he had a, because he was the one that was distributing the food. He was considered a prince under Pharaoh. Why? Because he was the one distributing all the food that he had saved up before, for the famine. And so when you see prince anywhere, you got to realize it's a distributor of something, someone that has something in his possession that wants to give it out. So when John, when Isaiah is prophesying and he shall be the prince of peace, you're hearing the heart of the father. That in this Jesus, in this Messiah, in this Savior, he's going to be a prince of peace. So with that thought in mind, let's look at John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. You see, worldly peace is rare. Because worldly peace and godly peace are not the same. Peace isn't tranquility. Peace isn't being calm. And years ago, I, I talked about this, where peace is actually produces the power to be calm. Peace is a spiritual force. It's not because everything is going good in the natural. I mean, you, you can have all hell come against you yet still be in peace. You can be, you, you could, you could be persecuted, uh, beat, struck down, but yet still have peace because the world doesn't give this peace. And I'm telling you, if you're just trying to just hope and wish something changes in the natural and, and then you, then you'll have peace. You'll always be just waiting for something to change. It's not about, it's not about, I just wish this would change. Yes, there's things that we, that, yeah, I want, I want to see, see things change. Yes, I want to see things change. But, but you know what? I have to ter- determine that my peace doesn't come. Whether, whether that person changes or they change has nothing to do with whether I'm going to be at peace or not. You're not going to steal my peace. You see, Jesus was a, the author and the distributor of peace. He, he is the prince of peace. He says, my peace, I leave you. My peace, I give unto you. You see what he says, my peace, I give unto you. You know, my, I, my peace, I give unto you. You know, it, it's, it's my peace, I give unto you. You know, it's just, he says, my peace. Who wants peace? You want some peace over there? You see, he's the giver of peace. So he, he's the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. 
See, this is, this is all within the Christmas story. The world doesn't give this peace. Go to Second Thessalonians. I'll close with this. Thank you for your peace, Father. Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and have you stand to your feet. Verse 16, the Amplified, says, Now may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace, the peace of his kingdom at all times and in all ways, under all circumstances and conditions, whatever comes, whatever comes, whatever comes. And then he says this, the Lord be with you all. This is Paul writing the end. The church of Thessalonians and this chapter three is all about the last time at last days. He's talking about the end times. And he closes everything out with this. Now may the Lord of peace himself, himself. See, peace is a person. Now may the Lord himself. Now may the Lord of peace himself grant you. Grant isn't... Thank you, Father. Grant here just doesn't mean necessarily to answer a request. If you've been granted something, there's been something that has been put aside for you. You know, if you get a grant for you know, maybe a college university, meaning there was something that was laid up for you. It has been put aside for you. So when he says here, the Lord of peace himself grants you. Is meaning this is this is available for you. You have a right to this. This is your it has your name on it. So grant here isn't in the in the original text. Just it doesn't mean that okay I'm gonna you, you you're gonna get peace. No, it's set aside for you, and it's always available. May the Lord Him Lord of Peace Himself grant you His peace. At all times and in all ways, under all circumstances and condition, whatever comes, the Lord be with you all. Father, I thank you for your peace. Thank you for your peace, Father. Thank you for your peace. Your peace.
your peace. Thank you, Father, your peace. Invade our lives. like with hands like a funnel just say this with me today I receive your peace peace that fills every void peace He's the maker of peace. He's the distributor of peace, the giver of peace, the preacher of peace. The fulfillment of the prophecy about peace. He wants to guide your feet into a way of peace. But I hear him saying this morning, will you receive my peace? Will you receive my peace? Before we dismiss, I know just this time of year and you know, so many things to go, places to go, family and around a lot of people that may not be the most peaceful people. <laughs> but you know what? You are light in the midst of darkness. So I, pr- I want to pray over your homes. Father, I thank you for every home. I thank you, Lord, for every gathering that this church body will be a part of. I just thank you, Lord, as they walk into those situations and they walk into those, whether it be work, whether it's family, going back home, whatever it is, Lord, I just thank you that the maker of peace, the preacher of peace, the distributor of peace is with them, guiding them and guiding them into a way of peace. I thank you that peace surrounds their hearts. Peace surrounds their homes. Peace surrounds their vehicles. I declare no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I thank you for the life of God flowing through them and surrounding them this Christmas season. I just thank you that that people will recognize a peace on them, that they'll recognize just a rest, a rest. Things that normally would would provoke or things that would normally agitate, I thank you that they'll get through this, this season and they'll be like, that was easy. Because they walk through with peace. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a shout of praise. You received that word today. Amen.